Hey, welcome to the Kids Like You and Me podcast. We're here with Carrie Quartley of Louder Than More. Um, happy birthday, Carrie. Thanks. Hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, we're, doing, we're doing well. Yeah, so uh, you get anything good for your birthday? Well, it's been fairly low-key, as you can imagine. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, uh, and you're, you're living in here right now, right? Yeah, I'm staying here for the meantime, but I still have my, my place in New York. How long ago did you go from New York to New Hampshire? Well, I originally came here when it, this first began last year, and mm-hmm. then I went back for a little while. And then when it became obvious that over the holidays it was going to explode again, I had to come back here. So I'm still here now. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Um, What? uh, What's the? uh, Is this your hometown? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. What's what's the name? Oh well. I'm in Rollins, so now it's on the borders of Maine. Okay. Gotcha. Um, um, so yeah, it, I know we know you from from uh, you know going out to shows and seeing you in in Boston. Um, so when I think I read before when when you were growing up in New Hampshire, you were you went out to like the Middle East and. Uh, yeah. places like that do you remember when you first went there hmm, when we first went there i don't even remember what the first show was it just seems like such a long time ago but yeah it was only like a couple of shows a year if that it was like a show every couple of years because you know we were younger and we had to get driven and everything right sure yeah <laughs> Yeah, we we know we know we know what that's like. Definitely, yeah. we. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, it's a good bring thing. Dad. Yeah, bring a dad to a show. Bring a dad to a show. <laughs> well, we were thinking we He's were thinking everybody though. We, we were thinking back to that show, the the one that happened seven years ago. Can't believe it. They're right? almost seven. Little... Oh God, which one? The uh, the one on the fourth February fourth the when I play, it was my first show at the middle or for like that was like one of the my first show was at, with the band and then oh yeah yeah that was nuts yeah I think that's when we met you um, I think so and then I may have been also uh, we may have seen you at the maybe a Black Lip show or something um, yeah. I know oh. I definitely uh there's a picture of you me and sister jamie like at the 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 basement of the cantab lounge yeah uh, club that show i think nice guys played yeah yeah monsoors uh yeah 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 um we were all wearing prefab messiah shirts yeah that's right yeah yeah i'm sure chris thompson will Appreciate the shout out. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that new newest newest 
prefab stuff coming out. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard it yet. Um, yeah. Uh, so when you were just to go back again when you were starting going out to shows, so you like you said you only went to like a few a, a year, sort of like a, a, as a teenager. Yeah, just because you know getting around was always such an ordeal. Right. Yeah. Um, like what were you listening to at that time as far as well, bands i think at the time it was well when we started really getting into music it was a lot of punk obviously <laughs> like yeah. i made everything explode and my sister and i we got hold of all these um, newspapers like the mojo 100 punk scorches that came out in october 2001 we decided that we needed to collect all those singles and not only did it have you know stuff like god save the queen and the ramones on it but it also had like the snatch and swell map singles on there so i felt like that was a good stepping point Ooh, and then, if, it, if so, it has the swell maps on it damn that yeah. sounds like a, a lovely <laughs> stepping point and since then, it's always kind of been a quest for the best, you know, constantly wanting to renew that excitement of discovering something great. And, you know, coming to New York was awesome because you could go to shows like three times a night. And you could Damn. walk to them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, when did you, you go to New, go to New York? York? Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Damn it. I think it was 2011. It must have been about then, the end of that year. But it took me about three years before I really started kind of making friends. I used to go to shows by myself, and then I would notice, you know, the same people at the shows. And then right. you became part of a little community. And one of the most important places was death by audio definitely i first went there late august 2012 and you know he was this unventilated sweatbox you know condemned warehouse space and you know there was just some real magic happening there and it seemed like people really cared about what was going on there you know it was a place i felt comfortable so Yeah, yeah, no, I, unfortunately, I, I never made it out there, but I would just always see just, like, bands coming through oh, all the times that came from Boston that had just, like, played Death by, Death by Audio the night before, or, like, the next day they were going there, a lot of our friends played shows there. Um, well, you should have come to tie that night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I, yeah, I wasn't, uh, Glenn... Was lucky he made it out to like uh ty siegel one that was towards the end of the death by audio run um like november 2014 uh were you at that show yeah absolutely I yeah remember. <laughs> yeah i remember running into glenn we got the, both our pictures taken with ty now <laughs> yep yeah oh that damn was, yeah and no, i, I can't believe like you had been there so many times 
at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, and just going there for the first time on a whim, it was truly amazing. It was so wild. What a wild time. But you, you got to see that for at least a couple of years or whatever. That's so awesome. And, you know, it had, it had a pretty good run. Yeah, I looked at, like, just the show listings or just the, you know, it was it like, it looked like it was every night they just had, yeah. you know, a show. And, uh, I mean, again, you, you see all these, some of them bigger names, but a lot of just, just underground bands rolling through. And, I mean, just, I, yeah. Like, too, it'd be, the entire show would be stacked full of names. Yeah. Up and coming people. Right. And it wasn't a big venue either. No. <laughs> it's like a little box. <laughs> right. Especially in, in Brooklyn, I would imagine, like you said, where there's just like a lot of people and, and a lot of shows going on too that um, I could imagine it filling up pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like when it was hot. Oh, it was quite uncomfortable, but totally was suffering through. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, or I should say, like, uh, you know, I, like you said, there's, I mean, there's like just like countless uh, bands that played there. there any like particular ones that I know it's hard because you went to so many of them. Is there any particular ones that you'd say like really stood out to you? Oh man, I should have thought about this more. <laughs> <laughs> your head. Whatever just comes to your head. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, definitely spray paint and proto melanin both play together. And as you can see in a the Night Brooklyn documentary. <laughs> right. I'm in that scene throwing my hair around. But also. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, when Lucas Store played there they had the record release and they had a a, a 10 foot long slug there and I was kind of thinking how can anything be consumed safely in this building <laughs> um do you see a lightning bolt there yep damn yeah that looked pretty wild uh we saw them once in a VFW that was that was that was pretty crazy, but I I can yeah no I would imagine death by audio. I don't know. It was crazy. I I remember seeing in that documentary. I, I spotted a few Boston folks in the crowd. Yeah, and um, I met my best show buddies there by walking into my friend Taylor in the bathroom there. <laughs> <that's awesome. laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we we met Taylor at. Goner Fest. Yeah. And again, another music lover that I crossed paths with. And now we're still friends and we still go to all the shows together. That's awesome. Were, th were there any yeah. other venues that you really love to go to uh, besides well, Death Valley? Unfortunately, you know, most of them are gone. But for a while, Anuj had the glove. But I think that lasted maybe three years. It was I knew it was gonna go, and I and I certainly don't think it could have survived COVID or anything. But that had a pretty good run as well. It was becoming 
a spot that I felt a connection to in ways that, you know, other spaces that had come and gone didn't really, it was just the place where the show was instead of, oh yeah, it's going to be at the glove. So I look forward. Yeah, I know the name, um, and I've seen like people from Boston play there as well, or like I've heard them going there. But I'm not as familiar with that one. I, is it is it like a DIY space or like an underground? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it like is it like a house or a warehouse or is it like a? It's like um. Wait, how would I describe it? Yeah, I've definitely heard of it. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. Yeah. It has a nice kind of um, rooftop outdoor space to had, I should say. Yeah. Um, did you ever go to Bohemian Grove? I did, yeah. Oh, what was that like? You know, it was. That was, again, I didn't go to it very very often because I feel like that was one of the newest spots that popped up when the shows were becoming more skiers and more the... See, that was kind of... The, the Glove is kind of considered the sister venue, I guess, of Bohemian Grove. Okay. And, you know, both on the Bushwick Bedside border... Yeah, yeah, it's I'm trying to think. I know Nice Guys in Boston, they played at Bohemian Grove, and I've seen a video. I think that video of them might be online or I'm thinking of someone else, but that that was a house, right? The uh, Bohemian Grove. Yeah, I mean, okay. the love is just kind of like a DIY space. Yeah. But I remember. <laughs> Very again, like like DB8 had a very kind of nondescript entrance, so I was kind of just getting to know what the front door actually looked like, and then it was closed. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I I saw that documentary they made. Um, it was like just that gray door. So many times I'd be waiting out there, and I'd have to people be like, "Is that is this Death by Audio?" I'd be like, "Yeah, you're in the right spot." <laughs> nice yeah damn well, i remember in the documentary that there's people waiting outside and they were like they didn't even know who was playing yeah i mean it became a very hyped up thing and i guess because it was closing and that's it's kind of a shame but i love how everybody who worked there made sure the you know people who had been there all along got priority and were able to get in like they would see me in the line. They'd be like, "Hey, you can come in," even if it was like at capacity, just because oh, I've been so loyal awesome. all the time. And I just yeah. definitely with kind of like behind wagon jumpers, trying to kind of like get a piece of the excitement. Mm. But it was crazy the lines and freezing cold. <laughs> they had yeah. like people sitting cocoa and whatnot. Coming yeah, I, me- I remember that was so nuts. I, I really did not think 
I mean, I can't imagine because I got there late that when it just got there on a whim because of seeing Ty basically at the same time and just trying to be like, yo, man, remember, remember that time? Remember that time I gave you my tape in the bathroom? And he was like, yeah, just follow me. And damn, that's how I got in. But people must have been waiting out themselves. Like it was literally, you know, that easy. I didn't have to wait at all. But um, yeah, 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 crazy. Well, yeah, because they said I guess they were like, uh, "You, Jeremy, told me that you tried to get in, but it was just they were like, no, nah, it's at capacity." <laughs> so hey, it's I guess that's it's worth a shot to, you know, hit up tie. <laughs> You can't get in. Yeah. So I just love that story. Like, go on. Do you say like he, that was like right before he went on too? Yeah, it was, it was right before he went on. So, I mean, I can't imagine like the amount of people that must have been <laughs> waiting outside right before, you know, that whole time. And then just having that. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like Chris said, once I did try to get in, the guy was, you know, absolutely not having it. And I, I don't blame him. I was wearing like a business suit and like I had a backpack <laughs> on with like my work laptop. Like it, I totally seemed like one of those people that was just jumping on the bandwagon. But uh, sometimes, yeah, like you just got that connection and it never hurts. Because if you think about someone like Ty or whatever, I'm sure you've encountered this as well. Just going to so many shows and seeing so many people everyone that's just performing as a regular person just like you you know no matter what they do outside yeah. of that like little performance yeah i think also too like death by audio is is also you know a venue like that is going to be more to like fans who are who are maybe not a, not as like well established but also the people kind of like ty who are a little bit more well established they you know are playing there because they love that that kind of venue and, and and the people that run it and the people that come out to the shows and stuff like that so um yeah, absolutely and a lot of people yeah. you know got popular and were playing there right yeah exactly and they always you know loved being able to return later because it was a great experience was that the best venue that you went to in new york oh absolutely uh, nothing can touch it <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm totally jealous is <laughs> that i've never i never made it out to there and i i you know it's like i remember it being a thing i just i only been to new york a handful of times to be honest and all of them were for shows i've only been to new york for shows but i we made out to death by audio though and uh so i was you know definitely uh i mean i'm obviously i'm bummed that it was closed but also that it you know just definitely jealous that i uh missed out on all these crazy yeah, shows it's too bad it's the nature of the beast so it's going to be tenuous and bittersweet for the diy space like that but you know like Eden said, it is just a room, but it was also my happy place for a while. Totally. Yeah. Kind of a loss of a, a sense of community. Did a lot of those people... Say, 
I still see yeah. people like out and about sometime, but I just don't think there's as much of them gathered in one place at one time. I don't know, I definitely still feel the loss of it. So you, you could go there and you would see some some regulars. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because now that I met like other show music friends, then we'll talk about some of the things I remember from Death Bay Audio shows and they'll be like, oh, I was there. I was there. So it's like, I didn't even know them and I was surrounded by friends already. I hadn't met yet. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how that works. I've, it's happened to us a few times where, you know, you talk to someone, you end up realizing that they were also at the same show that you were, even though you didn't know it at the time. Yeah, and I um, my yeah. photos, and it's like, oh, that's my friend. You didn't even know him at the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've seen pictures too sometimes where I'm like, I, I see other people that I that I later met. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's always kind of in where, you know, it's just another person, but. Yeah, but it's funny, like, sometimes that ends up being someone that you're friends with later. Yeah. So were you well, going out to... Oh, sorry. Go. Oh, Chris, you talking? Last show. I saw why the music hall Williamsburg, and I believe they had to cancel the next night or something. So, totally worth it though. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing yeah. about that show. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good one at least to go out on for a while. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh yeah, they canceled uh, the Boston show. Was what oh was. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great band. Yeah. This the Adam Green one was March eighth. So it was still like that was yeah. it was a Sunday. And pretty, yeah. Yeah. The wire show was on the eleventh, so okay, yeah. So it's yeah. I've I've yeah. heard of some people that went out to like I think it was like thirteenth or fourteenth or something, or there was like that I think that's the last I've heard the people like before like the lockdown um or and then stuff started canceling i mean i think even stuff on like 13th was were being canceled you know just because it was everyone was starting to like you know panic and everything and that's mm. yeah um yeah it's funny glenn got married like the night before the adam green show and like wow congratulations yeah thank you thank you yeah it was, it was wild one of the, the last major gathering before all of this yeah like it really was like if it happened a week later we it probably wouldn't happen right it just it was crazy yeah, um, yeah. um unless you yeah. did it online okay. sorry what's that zoom wedding <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah that would have uh totally. yeah, on. <laughs> different yeah on the podcast 
<laughs> right? Yeah, no, true. Yeah, could have been a podcast episode. I mean, po- that's the great thing about podcasts is it's just such it's such an accessible thing. Yeah, I mean, I I've only just kind of begun listening to things here and there. I need to really take advantage. I didn't want to get Spotify though. <laughs> yeah, and most of the podcasts are on there. Yeah, I mean, I don't like podca- podcasts really, other than other you know, like I like to do them, but I don't like to listen to them. Uh, <laughs> I like last podcast on the left. <laughs> uh, I've heard of that. I don't know what that is though. It's... Kind of like um, true crime mixed with humor. So okay. Yeah. All right. That's something. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I love that movie, Last House, or at least the uh, Last House on the Left from yeah. the original one. Um, yeah, so uh, I can, yeah, I, I can, I can, I can, I can mess with that. That's. Uh, well, so I wanted to ask you about. Uh, so, like, I said that, like, in the introduction, that you're a writer, uh, that uh, or for Wild and War, so you're a writer and an editor yeah, for a long time now yeah but you know i might as well do my own thing i figured because i was mostly editing other people's things and it took too long and i kind of wanted to write my own instead hmm. but was- i did enjoy that and getting to interview some people like i did that black lips interview right right yeah that's awesome um proud of still so yeah totally um when do you start writing um i've always kind of been writing but i mean the music writing i guess i would read the louder than war posts as they came in and i was kind of an over enthusiastic geek and i would make corrections on things so then they finally invited me to, to <laughs> and be an editor nice yeah well i mean i i definitely i think we're kind of the same cloth as far as i i also i think like a similar thing were for for us where it's like whenever i read some article and i see something that i'm like i know isn't right and i'm immediately like nope like yeah. <laughs> and I, I i totally geek out on all the stuff where they like you know i don't know something like oh yeah this black Oops record from like 06 and i'm like no actually it came out 05 yeah <laughs> and like, like yeah whatever <laughs> you know I guess pedantry comes with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, were you always doing? So you started, or you started writing like other stuff before? Yeah. Music. Creative writing, whatever. And I read a lot of books and stuff. Oh well, and didn't realize that. Um, and then you know why wouldn't I want to write about what I'm obsessed with so true yeah 
there any like uh, other writers that influenced influenced uh, your music writing? Not really, but I had like some funny insults that I was just laughing about again. <laughs> I was writing a review of coat hangers, and somebody responded angrily, saying that it sounded like something from fucking Mad Libs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I was doing writing review, I'd be like, hey, I, I guess I better look on my mad lips. <laughs> I mean, maybe they found it woody. Yeah, I don't know. It's sometimes too many adjectives in there. Yeah, well, uh, sometimes people are just, a lot of times people are just assholes online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, you know, I've written things and I've had people from the band talking about how they get really upset and they they have phone calls and texts with each other about how upset they are by something that I have written. Really? About it. It's like, dude, settle down. You can't take this like friendly criticism. Yeah. And even be out there <laughs> playing music. Yeah, totally. If yeah, if you're, it's kind of it's part of the gig. If you're if you're putting yourself out there at your music, it's like uh, you know you get a. And that's kind of I would get a list sent of things that they wanted to have covered, and I would tend to pick the things that I knew I already liked, because I don't enjoy like trashing people. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I'm not gonna just say that everything's great because then. That's not genuine and nothing's going to improve. So. Right. No, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, there became a thing too where I would do these live reviews and some of the venues didn't want certain things said about them. So then you weren't even allowed to re- report about how the, the gig actually went down, you know, the sound being terrible. And no one being able to hear them play, you know, because it became a kind of political thing with the, the organizers and the people, the the magazines and everything. So that's another thing that became kind of distasteful about writing about music for these websites. Yeah. Uh- Wow, that's that's pretty wild that they so it was the the magazine was saying that they didn't want uh or rather have, it was the venue or the magazine that was like no you can't write think, about yeah i think it's both of them wanting to maintain uh, a relationship with each other so we just had to pat each other on the back without being real about anything <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Tot- we totally agree but <laughs> we have to cut this pillar because they don't want you to say this about the venue. Yeah, damn, that's that sucks. Uh, Even though the venue, the the whole show was like every band screaming, raged by how shit the sound was. <laughs> yeah, I have to like, just cut that out. <laughs> One could hear, it and it was a shit show. <laughs> yeah it's like 
that i mean if that's the case it's like yeah it's you get it it's like you're just being accurate by yeah by writing <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know i i, I hear the like i haven't written anything in a long time it's got kind of like burnt out on it but it, like when we used to do like you know our similar similar with like our reviews um you know i mean yeah you just kind of sort of tell it i guess as you as you see it and then yeah and i have uh, times it's hard not to feel like you sound like a dick when you're talking about music <laughs> yeah well it's like every i mean I don't know. I think it, it's like that, I guess, some sort of middle ground where it's like, I think sometimes people are just like too polite, you know, um, you know, or, or the opposite or people are just like finding every sort of, well, it's like somewhere that like middle ground, you know, um, cause I, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like, a, I think it's totally fine to, you know, you get a, if you're just saying things, how what you, what you think about it you know yeah um, real yeah. yeah exactly i think i'm uh i actually gotta i'm yeah so, oh sorry yeah uh, what were you gonna say sorry oh i was just saying uh, i'm pretty feeling you know pretty positive most of the time yeah yeah, my- yeah definitely from what I've read, your stuff seems to be like uh, very much like um, like like a you know like a fan from a fan's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's key because yeah, sometimes a lot of the like write, a lot of writing is bad. Yeah, and I guess they they try and tell you that you're not supposed to fan. Or enthusiastic in the way you're representing something when you're writing a review, or you know, you're supposed to be objective or whatever. But it's hard, hard to know, be objective when you love something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I enjoy kind of injecting a little bit of passion into something. I don't think that that's such a bad thing. absolutely yeah i mean that's kind of like the similar yeah that thing that we've always felt and you know i definitely notice a kinship with the you know with you and your writing and that that similar thing where it's it's very enthusiastic um but you know that but obviously it's genuine and, and it's like that i don't know i think like if anything that's that's what you'd want out of you know, a live review or an album review or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, being a sports fan is always considered a very psychologically healthy activity, but, like, if you're a geek or a fan, it's, like, uncool. <laughs> <laughs> Good What's point. That? I'm not ashamed of my fandom.
appropriate for what we were discussing. It just sprung to mind and I love the band. Yeah, no, I, I like the damned. Uh I don't know if I know what like I'm terrible with like song names. Mm-hmm. Uh what, what album is that on? It's on damn 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 the first one. Okay. Okay. I probably know it's just not by the yeah, name. But, um yeah, no, I, there's a lot of stuff like that where I, I just listen to stuff but I never look at like the titles as much. I don't know. I I used to I don't have the record, but I've listened to that. I wonder if they're going to have to postpone the reunion thing they were gonna do. Oh really when uh when was gonna- it uh, original lineup, playing machine gun, machine gun etiquette, right? Was it machine gun etiquette? Oh, yeah. Rat, Rat Scabies is coming back to play with them, so it's quite something. Right. But I don't know if they're going to have to postpone that since they need to awful again. Yeah. They may have to. Yeah. But hopefully. Find the still announced things. Yeah. 
although I follow some music stuff from New Zealand and they're doing shows over there. Oh, really? So envious. Yep. They're doing like actual, like, uh, like are they in clubs and stuff yep. or bars? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Do you think they're good enough there so that they're able to do that? Oh, wow. I gotta no, that's, we're actually thinking about going to New Zealand on our honeymoon. Uh, hopefully that can happen. That oh, would be cool I, to check out the, yeah. the music, uh, at least over there. Oh, yeah, this is one of my obsessions, too. Speaking of fandom, the New Zealand stuff is like my favorite. I just bought a yeah. reissue of a Graham Jeffries LP. Messages for the Cake Kitchen, which was put out by Alley Records. Okay, cool. Do, do you know Chris Knox? One of my absolute favorites. Oh my God, keys to my heart. Chris Knox? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm obsessed he... with all of stuff with Toy Love and Tall Dwarfs and the Enemy. Yeah, isn't it? So... Un- unreal, honestly. I read a quote by Jay Retard that he said something along the lines of if, if uh, well, I don't know exactly what he said. This is wrong, but he said something like if you haven't listened to, you know, or, or if you do listen to Chris Knox or any of his projects, you, you can't, your life can't not be changed, you know, forever. Yeah, I totally agree, and I always like light up when I find somebody else who knows his stuff. Yeah, geek out. We could geek, yeah, we could geek out wild. So you're you're into toy love? Yeah, absolutely. Damn, so many great songs. When I was first getting into all that stuff, Roger Shepard had sold the Flying Nun label, so everything was out of print. So I had to order all my stuff from New Zealand at this place called the Musiquarium, which I think still exists. But they were super expensive. But I was like, so excited to get my package from New Zealand. Oh, that's awesome. But now he owns the label again, so they repressed tons of that stuff and expanded on them. And they're fairly easy to get now, which is great. Awesome. And Alec Bathgate is on Instagram. And I guess he's going to do some Chris Knox and Tall Dwarfs merchandise soon. Oh, no way. He's releasing music again, too. Alec Bathgate. Oh, Alec Bathgate. Yeah, he played in Toy Love. Yep, and was the other Tall Dwarf. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's a wild. It's, whatever they had going there, um, it's one of those weird things. And I, I think probably other musicians could relate. It's I was influenced by it before I even <laughs> listened to it. Yeah. Do you, Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, and he's just a massive lyricist too. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> just, it's just he kind of kept he kept it simple though. Yeah, and cartoonist and animator, you know, he's like 
Renaissance man. I see he still sells some of his paintings too, even after the stroke. So oh, wow. able to recover somewhat and he's made some appearances, I think. Oh, good. I know. I remember. Yeah. Cause that's, that's how I got introduced to the stuff was from when that whole, that compilation. The compilation. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise I had no idea, but then once I listened to that, I was, and then I started really looking into, cause those were just all covers. That was called the stroke. Yeah. I think stroke. Yeah. But right. Didn't Jay, Jay Richard did a cover. Yeah, he did. He did down the shades. Down the shades. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Cover. That's too bad because he said they were probably going to collaborate on something before. Right. Ends up dying. I know. It's... Yeah. Yep. But it was years ago. He Jay passed away. Was, I. It's weird that I, I, <laughs> I remember saying to Glenn, I was like, oh, it's been 10 years. And I'm like, oh, wait, actually, I'm not. and then this whole last year, I just sort of, I guess, is, I, I guess I just sort of disregarded, but yeah, um, it's had a yeah. time in a normal way now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I need to, uh, I have to be honest, I'm not as familiar with the Flying Nun label. Like, I know, like, you know, like, I know the clean. And, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I typed up my own line of notes and everything. I can send you those. <laughs> yeah, totally. Please do. Please do, yeah, because uh, it's one of those things where it's I've my... just been meaning to get around to, to yeah, like, checking out. That project to force that music upon everyone. <laughs> It really yeah, should be. Yeah. A, a lot of people can appreciate it, even maybe those who, well, yeah, it seems, it seems like the appeal could be much larger. Yeah, it will be. I had, I was mostly successful in my conversions when I sent my CDs to people. <laughs> Your conversions. Yeah. It's a good way to think yeah. about it. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's 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 a good way to think of it because I think that's kind of like always how we've often felt too. It's like it's like you're like uh, it's almost like it's like a cult or something. You're like trying to get people to be get it, you know, as into the stuff that that you're in that we're you know we're all into, but like you know, try to get people right in, pass it. into it. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Yeah, and you know, it's never, no I, one's ever too old to get into it right absolutely it's never too late right yeah we awesome. have some friends that come out to, to show uh, i was just gonna say we have oh, some friends that, are like, that are like and they're like 60s and you know and, and you know it's like yeah it's never too old absolutely i have some very good dad friends who are on my good show buddies in New York. Exactly. They Hell yeah. They stopped them from experiencing music. The no. wires distort. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I said the wires distort them out of the house. 
all right. They can. It's all right. Brooklyn will open them with with welcome arms. Exactly. And Queens. Yeah. Can't forget about Queens. I think Queens probably had some good stuff going on. Yeah. Was it? Were you mostly going to uh, shows in Brooklyn? For the most part, like Bushwick area. Yeah. I mean, especially after DBA and that whole corner went. Did you ever go to the Shank? No. I think that was before I arrived. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went there once and it was it was pretty it yeah, it didn't seem like it was gonna last. <laughs> That's Brooklyn though. Right. Yeah, I, I can't really think of a toy. Well, I'm glad Union Pool is still there. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. So, one. Uh, there's also the cake shop that you went one. there. You're right. That's that's closed, but did yeah. you, you, Again, did you go there? I used to enjoy. And they you know, yeah. the end, put on the good shows. Right. See, I never come down that way anymore. I used to always go there, maybe go to pianos and then go to cake shop. Were they all? Were all those venues relatively close together? Those two, yeah. But again, thinking about Death by Audio days, you had Death by Audio, and then you had Glassland, and then you had Two Eighty Five Ken, and then all of those went. Ah, yeah. I love Foster Kale. Those are my buddies from New York. I actually did the illustration for the inner sleeve of the LP. Yep. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Yeah. I miss them. I used to see them play like once a week. (laughs) Yeah, they're wild. Damn. Yeah. And, like, and Allison's yeah. work was the best ever. They had negative approach play. Oh, wow. Best wedding ever. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you about a uh, t- totally different topic, but uh, you're, you're a big Freaks and Geeks fan, right? Best show. Right. Uh, my that. It's fun. for me my number one is Simpsons, but Freaks and Geeks <laughs> is my second favorite show. And I gotta get we gotta hit Glenn on to Freaks and Geeks. I don't think you've ever seen it, right? No. Glenn? Yeah, no, I yeah. do not. Yeah, Hulu right now though. Apparently it's streaming on Hulu, but it's all like out of sequence and cut or something. People, oh really? Think. So don't see <laughs> it that you don't want to ruin it. No. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta watch it in sequence. Um, well, it's just it's one of those shows. I, I haven't seen anything. I've never. I haven't seen anything like it. Like, I mean, there's teenage shows on TV or whatever, but I've never seen anything quite like Freaks and Geeks. It's so real, and you know, they kind of gathered the stories 
from their own lives. And it's it's like got so much warmth to it as well. And I love That's the amazing. kind of message. Um, small victories, you know, as they yeah. were saying in the documentary about it. That makes, you know, life seem more realistic. And when you have problems, it makes them seem solvable. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's what the show did really well. That's different from a lot of other shows to where, you know, you, yeah, I mean, you just didn't see, like, it didn't, it wasn't like the characters instantly became, like, part of, like, the, you know, cool crowd or popular crowd or anything and and really even like a lot of stuff didn't there wasn't necessarily some big like you know transition or whatever it just kind of played out you know you know it's sort of like like there would be like plot lines or just things that would just linger you know it's like bill with his you know the not his dad but his, his mom's you know, the, the gym teacher being, like, uh, his mom's boyfriend, yeah. like, they, you know, that that episode, like, they they didn't really ever come to any big, like, sort of conclusion, but it was just, like, they the way they did it was just so that they had, like, the characters actually, like, it was just them even speaking to each other or being able to just barely speak to each other was, like, you said, the kind of, like, a sort of, like, a small victory in a, in a way, depending on yeah. how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, one, one episode I really love, but I think Glenn, you'd probably appreciate this. Is the you know episode where they had the band like starting oh to play? God. I cringe so much oh. when when Nick has the audition. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so cringy. Oh. It's so oh. like it's, it's so like feel so bad for him. With one eye closed. <laughs> yeah. But that's like that's the show. The show is just painfully realistic. Yeah. Like. You know what I mean? Like that that the idea of them even introducing that as a thing of being like, okay, yeah, no, you you know, it's not like you can just be whatever you want, sort of thing. Yeah, you that's cool. yeah. yeah, it's 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 I'm glad they did that in the show that they oh, were like, wonderful. oh you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it well, it's also just kind of funny too that like uh it's funny and sad at the same time, but I love that they captured the like experience of people starting a band and like really they're only being like one person taking it seriously and the others just like yeah. just play <laughs> cream and <laughs> you know just do these like half-assed cream covers yeah it doesn't come from your brain it comes from your crotch <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um yeah and you you did portraits right from yeah the, the show. Oh, I saw, I love those. I think um, there was one that you, you drew uh, Sam, right? Oh, my sister drew Sam. Oh, you did it. Okay, yeah. But I, yeah. I've drawn right. Bill. He's my favorite. What was it? I've drawn Bill a few times because he's the best. Oh, nice. It, yeah. Yeah, like I said, yeah, that, I don't know if I have a favorite character, but Bill is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I could 
totally. I could talk about that show forever, but I'll. Mm-hmm, Are there podcasts <laughs> about that show? I gotta check them out if they're. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, that's a good start one. There should be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I. It's well. Also, the thing Glenn too is that there was only one season. Um, oh yeah, they made like a documentary where they basically talk about how they dicked around. The network buried the show basically, and they had really to fight to get control of it. How many episodes? Yeah, they're eighteen. Yeah, but only like twelve of them aired or something. They got, like the night got switched around and everything, so yeah. it like yeah, it, so it like de- developed like Britney Spears onto the show at one point. They were like, no way. Yeah. Like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, there's been shows that have come out since then that not maybe not as like, you know, I, at least from what I've seen, I haven't seen anything that's as good as that. But there's been shows that have come out since then. So it's like, you know, yeah, but it, yeah at the that. time, though, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty unique for that, you know, definitely for that time. And I mean, now it still would be today, people but. TV most of the time. <laughs> yeah. What was it that was popular back at the time that they kept pushing was it like who wants to be a millionaire or something like that yeah exactly yeah there was other stuff that the yeah that was being like pushed that they uh it just didn't have enough yeah it's it's weird because it developed a huge like audience and there's like you know it's a cult classic but it just didn't have like i guess enough push from the i guess it took them years to get clearance to have the music the actual soundtrack for the even be released so it's only fairly recently that that all came out yeah i got the yearbook edition because i'm a nerd yeah yeah i have the box set do you think it was it was better off that it just had one season i think they could have explored more with the characters and it would have been nice to see but at the same time, I'm glad that they had the heads up that it was coming to an end, so they were able to kind of beautifully wrap it up. Yeah, they did, and uh, exactly, yeah, that 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 that's a good point that they, they they did know that it was, or at least like they like ended it so that it could work as like a season finale, but they it, it worked as like a series series finale as well. And so they were wondering like, oh, what's going to happen to them? yeah yeah it's it's weird it's like on one hand uh, i i totally agree that they could have really explored a lot more and done a lot with the characters that i would have loved to have seen what like what happened to them um you know at the same time it is just like this really amazing season that you yeah. know, I'm I'm also glad that I didn't see the show like go to shit or anything either. Yeah, pretty- I mean, it's the same thing with bands too, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Actually, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I tend to lean more towards like less is more, in that I, I kind of like when a band has maybe like not as many albums, but they're all solid. Unless we're talking about the fall, of course. Oh, yeah, they, they have a lot of albums. 
even though it all sounds the same. It all sounds different, but it all sounds the same. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Damn. That's, yeah. That's, that's another top four. Yeah, the, wait, so what's your top three, Carrie? Bands of all time? Yeah. Man, well, I'd probably have to put the fall up there. Sure. Oh, God, this, I'd have to put Adam in the ends. Shit, this is so tough. Do I have yeah. to only be? Buzzcocks, definitely. Um, associates. How many have I said now? <laughs> That's four. See, one, two. Did I say Chris Knox already? Not officially. We'll get him down there. Well, no bunny had a big impact. That's one of the things I like most now. I like my buddies that I see play all the time. Like Foster Kid, Brandy, Sick Thoughts is a new LP now. Trampoline Team, those are all. Oh yeah, hands I love. Yeah, the guns one of my favorites. You gotta come down to Goner. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta come down to (laughs) Goner. Those are like some of the Goner, some of the Goner like uh, regulars. Yeah, look, my friend Taylor, and she had a little virtual Goner party during the pandemic. She even made a little program. Yeah. That's awesome. Now I said this year I'm gonna go, but still haven't made it. Yeah. Well, hopefully next year, but or rather this year, maybe maybe we'll see. It's hard to say because that's I wouldn't make any plans right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, it would have to be like a last minute thing. It it usually it kind of almost is sometimes though with us. I don't know usually, but it seems like we. Uh. Yeah. It it depends. Yeah. Sometimes I'm trying to think though, but I think there was at least a couple years where maybe not last minute, but like we, we got tickets in like July or August or something, and it's in late September, early October, so it wasn't that far off. But um. But I think as the years went on, we were like, no, we're definitely like, we, you know, we decided like that's what we do now every yeah. year, and we start getting them. We start getting them earlier. It wasn't like a question of it. Most people do. Yeah, oh yeah, no, totally. It it becomes like it just, becomes yeah. like the best <laughs> that they do. The people, yeah. From what I yeah. heard, yeah, strangely it has yeah. that effect. It's. I mean, I'm sure, like, if you go to one, you'll you definitely like you you feel that same way. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like a DBA moment. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like yeah, you have uh, you have lots of death by audio <laughs> experience on us. So, uh, but um, you know that uh, I mean, so I guess the thing with the, with the Goner Fest, where especially like the the after party shows where it just you know it just it can get just sort of wild and and you're in these really you know you know the after party ones are in pretty like you know they're they're just in like bars really like small venues so everyone's kind of just squished in but Uh, some of the best ones um yeah the whole i mean the whole it's it's so like 
it's it's really nice how they like now they mix it up with all different stuff where like the day shows and they have sometimes like the soft some softer stuff and then they have some crazier shit and you know they have all the yeah all this other stuff too of like they keep adding it seems like each year like some sort of like cool like thing to do on the side like that you know like a studio tour or something like that yeah i really need to do it one day yeah you yeah i think you'd re- you really dig it for sure i mean um they, they do a really great job of tying in um the memphis like community and the you know obviously the goner story and just like older older music with uh like current music and they you know you'll see like sick thoughts trampoline theme and yeah yeah rant, you know, some random bands too and then the uh, one of the coolest things too is when they, they like they bring on these bands that are like uh maybe they're on like a killed by death comp or something or just a random kind of band or whatever you know that's from like the 80s or whatever like yeah. drunks with guns or something <laughs> you know this, um, like the most fun show i've ever been to when they played yeah in new york Oh, drunk, drunk with guns. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. They, they, I, you know, it's funny. I, I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't sure like what to make of it initially, and I, I thought it was kind of cool, but that was weird. And then I listened to the, <laughs> uh, I listened to the album. I hadn't listened to the album before I saw them, and like it, it was, it was cool and everything. I, I think like I was, wasn't sure like what I was gonna expect from it it's a but but then uh, i listened to the album i uh, listened to a couple albums after and i, re- I really loved the albums uh at least when i when i when i heard them and like uh i, I want to see them again yeah and, the uh, great and yeah. Real, kind of insane and i had the time of my life honestly yeah yeah um yeah this yeah it's weird like they it wasn't as i mean at least maybe i'm like not remembering but i really wasn't as like crazy or whatever um at the, the goner fest one but it was also during the day and that's like i feel like a little bit mellower during the day but not them. That it was it was packed it was oh yeah like, it was and yeah then it went after a while yeah yeah that's yeah it was so like that one when they played they were playing during the day and it was like yeah it was really packed inside yeah. uh the bar that um that was probably also some <laughs> reason why i think it, it was it you know, was kind of yeah yeah because so that, that can make a big difference too where it's like sometimes i mean it, it varies but like sometimes it, it's really cool to see like one some of the bands are like um you know like on like maybe like a out, outdoors or something or or whatever um you know or or at night uh, yeah yeah i think everyone's hung over during the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking, yeah, of live I, shows, I <laughs> speaking of live shows carrie the question we ask yeah. everyone is when do you believe the the show that will the first show that you'll be back since the pandemic indoors will be. Hmm. 
you know what? I haven't even really looked at what's going on because I don't want to get my hopes up about something that might not even sure. happen. No, I, I, yeah, it's, you think maybe this year? Well, hopefully. I watch footage now of shows and just remembering that part of my life. Definitely miss it a lot. Yeah, it's weird like that, where it does feel like it was, <laughs> almost at this point, it's like, yeah, that, I remember that part of my life. Uh huh. Will we ever be able to do that again? Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. I was excited to see Malta Doma play. But then obviously the pandemic happened. And I don't think they will have plans to come over here anytime soon now. But yeah. The only kind of thing that I was thinking about was that damn show, but that's in London as well. And I think that's kind of too soon at this point. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, well, yeah, Glenn and I have been thinking about, you know, just slowly, like over the summer or even like spring, like maybe like more outdoor sh- stuff will happen. Um, yeah, we, we had, um, uh, Devin Burns from this band Picnic Lunch on, uh, from around here. Uh, we had him on last week and they were, they were doing some shows and they played a show in Providence in like November. It was like outside and everyone had masks on and everything, but like, oh, yeah, so it's, I think, you know, Especially with this vaccine rolling out, it, it, it like I feel like it's going to be like a little by little thing where we'll see Definitely. some stuff happening, you know. But it's probably not going to be like overnight, like you know, shows instantly or back. But yeah, probably but, be more towards yeah. for this year. I would have thought that things would really, yeah, begin to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm up sort of, it's sort of depressing <laughs> in a way, but yeah. <laughs> if you really yeah. think about it, it just means well, it's just been so long. Yeah. I mean, not, well, not to I, sound I, like I'm a little like a little wimp, but it's I mean, just for something you like right. to do, it's been long. It's been long. Yeah. yeah. And there's been many lockdown losses. I've known some people yeah, that's who have you know committed suicide or yeah. haven't survived this. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been. So if that if the shows and the community experience that way is taken away from you, what are you supposed to do? Right, I think. No, totally. For yeah, some people, what yeah. keeps them going? Yeah. Right.
the shades by Toy Love. Yes. All right, we'll do lighting now. All right, favorite favorite freaks and geeks episode. Oh my god, that's such a tough one. <laughs> oh, but it has to be. It has to be. Any second now. Okay, it's Dead Dogs and Gym Teachers would be my favorite because mm. that has infamous Gary Chan- Chandling grilled cheese eating scene that is an excellent scene <laughs> yeah yeah that's the one we were talking about earlier yeah. actually well, yeah. okay. stone around all right <laughs> yeah well, so so then what what's your favorite part about living in the big city i guess access to things access to culture access to friends access to most things I need and I can get it on foot most of the time. Independence, opportunities, diverse mix of people, life. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like there's something about living there that it, I've never lived there so this might not be true at all this might all depend on your situation but something that exemplifies life yeah I feel like you can definitely kind of accommodate your creative lifestyle more as you know speaking as someone who doesn't function very well in a real world setting an adult setting, <laughs> I'm able to kind of juggle that kind of lifestyle and somehow survive. Any I think you had another question. Any right? particular small businesses or local businesses that you want to shout out that might, I don't know, that you supported or know people that are involved with that might need a little extra love and attention? Yes. In fact, I was just thinking about one. Give me a second. They were just sharing it. Oh, well, I know that our wicked lady, I think, was looking for donations and help. And, well, I think most places have closed for the winter still now. But always I would want to support TVI. Anchored in is a favorite spot. Clem's, I love Clem's family. Union Pool. There's so many places though. Record shops as well. Yeah, just being pretty like with a a walking distance or within a train ride or something to all these places that must have yeah. been really awesome yeah certainly keeps things interesting literally never bored and always make something interesting happen in my day if i choose to yeah you don't quite get that in the suburbs nope 
I know it happened <laughs> both sides. Was there any advantages to living that the more suburban life? Um, not really. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of motivated me to do more, to see more, to see as much as I could. And if I was really into something, to travel if I must, to follow what I cared about. So I guess to, to value things that I care about. So, all right, last, last one, uh, three band bill or four band bill? Depends what bands. That's true. <laughs> How long would each person? <laughs> if it's, yeah, if there's only one band of that bunch that you say it's like the three bands are shitty and then the, the, the headliner is the one you really love or four yeah. uh, or three bands in which they're all just mediocre. Well, that's well, just. <laughs> well, obviously, I picked the first option. So no, it's so dumb. There's some hard, there's some hard uh, three band film people that like are like really just. I know it's like, well, what if like there's four like awesome bands? But I guess I don't know. I go with that. Yeah. Yeah. The winner. I feel like most of the time the shows that I do go to. I feel like the bills are genuinely pretty outstanding. It's very rare that I go to a show. And be like, where are that one, that band? I need to, like my friend Tony says, I need to take a walk around the block. He'd say, if he really didn't like a band, he'd duck out of <laughs> venue. I'm gonna take a walk around the block. <laughs> I like that quote. But yeah, I feel very fortunate. This is like a lot of talent and that I feel connected to. So I don't have to sit through stuff that annoys me very often. <laughs> um all right cool well yeah i mean it was it was really great to uh catch up with you carrie um, great to you too yeah wonderful yeah. i mean a little rough edges with me talking here i'm not a great talker kind of a mother. Nah, <laughs> but you can edit those bits out <laughs> nah as as peter doherty said in the libertines you're a talker <laughs> all right well yeah thanks for coming on really appreciate it inviting me